we completely realize the Tata Gata's true meaning. Hi everyone, thanks for being here at Sunday program. The verse I have to talk on tonight is a set of uh, lines from Dogen's NG. Um, it's pretty well known in Zen circles. Uh, it's from the Genjo Koan, which is a longer text, um, but not a very long text. It's worth a study in its entirety, and there's some great uh, commentaries out there. The Genjo Koan by Dogen's NG. Lots of different translations. Always good to have different translations at hand when we're studying something that wasn't originally written in English. That um, these lines um, are a kind of, you know, Daitetsu's been talking about stages of practice um, and a kind of laying out of the path. So similar to other models or stages that we've been talking about, um, just keeping in, the, in mind that, that this isn't uh, exclusively linear. In fact, in the way these lines are stated, uh, one flows right into the other, is placed right in equality with, with the other. So you know, we don't stop um, working on one facet of practice just because we've spent some time with it. Yeah. So the lines go like this. To study the Buddha way is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. To forget the self is to be enlightened by the 10,000 things. To be enlightened by the 10,000 things is to free one's body and mind and the body and mind of others. And then finally, no trace of enlightenment remains. And this traceless enlightenment continues forever. So the study of the way is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. To forget the self is to be enlightened by the 10,000 things. To be enlightened by the 10,000 things is to free one's body and mind and the body and mind of others. And no trace of enlightenment remains and this traceless enlightenment continues forever, continues endlessly. So to study the Buddha way is to study the self. So yes, it's good to learn about ourselves, our preferences, our inclinations, our likes and dislikes, our challenges, our strengths, um, what we have to work on from a character stance, um, all of that. But that's not quite um, what we're talking about here. 
So when we say to study Buddhism is to study the self, to study Zen is to study the self. It's more these questions, what is a self? What is that which I call me? What is this process, this endless process of selfing? What is this? Um, So what is this in the sense of essence work? Who am I? What is Mu? All of that. And then also the, the more relative, what is this? Just the noticing, oh, here I am. Habitually making this or that into a problem again. So studying the self in that way. And catching the mind at its um, business. To study Buddhism is to study this self. All the different ways we look. We study that experiential study that is the hallmark of Zen practice. You know, we can't study the self um, through uh, reading a book. <laughs> we watch, we watch. We see more and more clearly what what is this? What is this life? What is this thing I um, call me and then so cherish and then fight to protect? And then to go into the next line, to study the self is to forget the self. So as we study and study and study and keep looking directly, we see the boundaryless side of things. We let go and let go and let go. <laughs> and then we watch the mind create a self again. But we do see the aspect of um, truth, of reality, that is um, at least that there's not a distinct place where I end and you begin. So one aspect of this forgetting of the self is uh, less and less do we um, center ourselves in a situation. So yeah, it's good to be grounded. Um, but I mean, we can experience um, a situation, whatever the situation is. Um, I go to work a lot, so I'm familiar with those situations. I was at the museum yesterday. Um, and, well, things go better when I know that it's not all about me. 
Like, whatever's going on. Whatever's going on. And when my mind's not continually... You know, you, you might have noticed that uh, this continual like thought that the mind likes to do, it's like 99 point something like percent about me. Yeah, I mean, tell me if you have a different experience, but you know, it's me, me, me. It's, it's me, me, me. And that quiets down and the world gets bigger. And there's a, there's a certain forgetting of the self. And at times an entire forgetting of the self. An absorption in something that's bigger than me or an activity even. And then there's also experiences of what what some might call enlightenment, a dropping away of body and mind. And Dogen always goes straight to those depths too. So here I am two lines in, <laughs> almost out of my depth. To study the self is to forget the self, to forget the self, at least for a moment. <laughs> These moments of uh, complete freedom. To forget the self is to be enlightened by the 10,000 dharmas. So in some Kensho experiences, everything is recognized as nothing other than myself. This bell, you know, things in my visual field here is me. The humming sound in the background, me. forgot how deep these lines were and how much would be revealed. Hmm. To forget the self is to be enlightened by the 10,000 dharmas. And we have a similar, I think, related saying about the 10,000 dharmas, the, the 10,000 dharmas, everything advance and realize the self, advance and realize the self. So we can see these things as, um, we can recognize self and whatever else is coming forward, 
or and or you know at different moments to the extent that we're in conflict with whatever it is with whatever's advancing we can look there, look to that exact point of conflict, look to that exact place where I'm separating and investigate and investigate. You know, is this energy really so different than what I'm identified with? Or what does this thing that's advancing have to teach me, have to reflect back, have to show me about myself. So that kind of realizing the self. So seeing everything that's coming towards us in our sphere as part of this awakening process. Personally, I'm aware of um, energies that are so, no, no energy is outside of me. Hmm? No, um, kind of expression, you know, there's not a person that does not um, contain anger or hatred even, or um, you know, Genjo uh, Marinello says there's a, a rapist and a murderer inside of all of us. Whatever energy I have a hard time facing or being present with or knowing what to do with, um, that kind of situation, that kind of mirror shows me something, shows, shows me a place to work, shows me a place to work. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I contain all, all energies. Mm-hmm. Multitudes, yes, but excluding nothing, excluding nothing. So what does that kind of difficulty have to show me about something I'm disowning, some aspect of of myself, ultimately? The 10,000 things advance and realize the self, so the 10,000 things as teachers and then sometimes blissfully appearing as nothing other than me when when the mind is clear and free. To be enlightened by the 10,000 dharmas, the 10,000 things I've been saying, And this use of the word dharmas does mean exactly that, the 10,000 things. To be enlightened by the 10,000 things, to let ourselves um, be taught and be met and meet and lean in 
is to free one's body and mind and the body and mind of others. So is the awakening process, is the path to freedom. And then we have this line, no trace of enlightenment remains. No trace of enlightenment remains. So, and this traceless enlightenment continues. So here, um, we're talking about the work of releasing enlightenment itself. So we have a clear moment, perhaps, or however long that moment lasts, where things are relatively free and clear, and then um, the very common human, uh, doesn't mean we're a bad people, <laughs> way we kind of um, muddy that is we have some version of the thought, like I'm enlightened, or now I get it. And so when we're being pointed to traceless enlightenment, we're being pointed away from that stink, you know, the stink of enlightenment. The stink of enlightenment is the one or the part of us that's like, I've got it. You know, I'm awesome. Everybody, look at me. Um, usually a little more subtle than that, but not always, not always. You know that story I like to tell of the, um, uh, I should look it up so I can tell it better, but <laughs> of the Zen student who's doing retreat like on an island and has some experience, some insight, and writes the flowery awakening poem back to their teacher and sends it back on the boat, I guess. The poem is about transcending the eight worldly winds. Okay, so Daitetsu's helping me here. The poem's about transcending the eight worldly winds, you know, so I'm completely free. No trace of enlightenment remains, right? And then the teacher writes back, like right in red, right on the flowery poem, like fart, fart, fart. And there's so many versions of this story. You know, the teacher's saying like, no, like, no. Fart is and Daitetsu lets me know that fart is correct in the telling of the story. This is what the teacher writes, fart. Um, phew, I got it right. Because um. <laughs> a fart is a wind. Ah, yes, okay. A fart is a wind. Can you hear all this commentary? This is great, right? Um, and so then the student gets in the boat and, you know, right? There's so many versions of this story, right? Oh, I've got it. I'm enlightened. No, I don't think so. Okay, now I'm angry. Okay, who's this self that's angry, right? So, and you know, this exact story or versions of it like plays itself out. Yeah. You know, the teacher can say no, like I, I don't think that's completely clear. 
um, or can even say, like, oh, if you get it, like, tell me more, show me, you know, even like that much of a challenge. Um, and then suddenly, uh, the person in the student role is, is angry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what's that anger? Oh, it's just the self coming back in again. So, you know, we let go and then it comes back in. And so part of this is we, we watch that process and we get quicker about the letting go and more skillful about the, the letting go part. Um, but to the extent that we're able to move forward in this relatively free state, you know, this line is pointing us to that tracelessness. So what also must be let go of is the idea that I've got it. Is the idea that I've got it. Um, um, so again, these lines go uh, r r really deep, really deep, <laughs> really deep. So I've, I've um, wedged a little bit in there for us, but there's, there's more. <laughs> there's more even than that, and that was a lot, I think. So um, welcome to the most kind of well-known lines, I think, in the Genjo Koan. So I'll read them again. To study the Buddha way is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. To forget the self is to be enlightened by the 10,000 things. To be enlightened by the 10,000 things is to free one's body and mind and the body and mind of others. And then no trace of enlightenment remains and this traceless enlightenment continues endlessly, endlessly. Oh, and that's another point that's made here. Endless, endless practice. You know, this isn't a, a path with an endpoint. Pathless path, right? <laughs> Certainly not one with an endpoint. Yeah. This traceless enlightenment must continue forever. Forever. Sorry. I mean, luckily it's you know, joyful. So um, that is my talk. Thank you very much. Mm. Let's go ahead and chant the